Welcome to In the Deep. I'm your host, Katherine Ingram. The following is the opening talk from a session of Dharma Dialogues called Liking Your Own Company. It was recorded in Los Angeles in 2004. I usually don't read anything here, but um, this came my way this week and felt a resonance with it. This is from Araya Mountain Dreamer, an Indian elder. It doesn't interest me what you do for a living. I want to know what you ache for, and if you dare to dream of meeting your heart's longing. It doesn't interest me how old you are. I want to know if you will risk looking like a fool for love, for your dreams, for the adventure of being alive. It doesn't interest me what planets are squaring your moon. I want to know if you have touched the center of your sorrow, if you have been opened by life's betrayals, or have become shriveled and closed by fear of further pain. I want to know if you can sit with pain, mine or your own, without moving to hide it, fade it, or fix it. I want to know if you can be with joy, mine or your own, if you can dance with the wildness and let ecstasy fill you to the tips of your fingers and toes without cautioning to be careful, realistic, or to remember the limitations of being human. It doesn't interest me if the story you are telling is true. I want to know if you can disappoint another to be true to yourself if you can bear the accusation of betrayal and not betray your own soul. I want to know if you can be faithful and therefore trustworthy. I want to know if you can see beauty when the day is not pretty and if you can source your life from its presence. I want to know if you can live with failure, yours and mine, and still stand on the edge of the ocean and shout yes. It doesn't interest me where you live or how much money you have. I want to know if you can get up after a night of grief and despair, weary and bruised to the bone, and do what is needed for your loved ones. It doesn't interest me who you are and how you came to be here. I want to know if you will stand in the center of the fire with me and not shrink back. It doesn't interest me where or what or with whom you have studied. I want to know what sustains you from the inside when all else falls away. I want to know if you can be alone with yourself and if you truly like the company you keep in the (laughs) empty moments. If you truly like the company you keep in the empty moments. So often we're really busy working on our presentation of who we are to the world. 
But actually, from my point of view, the people you really want to attract are not going to be interested in your presentation. They're going to be interested in these other things. Sometimes it takes a long time for us to figure that out in life. We spend a lot of time, in a way, trying to attract the wrong kind of people. Wrong kind, I mean, in that we spend time in the presentation and that attracts people who are interested in a presentation. when what we really want is to be met as we are in our deepest sense, in our deepest, most innocent, most authentic sense. That's what we really yearn for. And we can, as we become sensitive, we can feel it when there's any other game being played. When the meeting is not really about that, when it's really about something else, some other bargain. We can feel it if we're sensitive. And it starts to become very unsatisfying, which is a good thing. And this doesn't mean you need to judge people who are interested in that game. There are a lot of people. You'd be in constant judgment. (laughs) There are a lot of people interested in playing the games of presentation. In fact, that's mostly what's going on. But as one gets quieter, as one becomes more and more comfortable in oneself, in one's empty moments, like in your own company, then you realize that's really where you want to be met. And then everything becomes much more simple. There's no work. To make a presentation, to be a somebody, takes work, constant effort. You're always trying to shore it up, too, because it keeps eroding. (laughs) So you have to keep puffing it up. It's a tremendous amount of work. But being met and offering oneself in utter simplicity really is effortless. And we know those delightful moments when we feel seen and we feel 
celebrated. In the truest sense, for exactly what we are, as we are. One of my women, woman friends long ago, oh, maybe 10 years ago, was describing to me her feeling of when she would walk into a room and her kids would see her. <laughs> and they would, especially if she'd been gone a couple of days, and they would scream as though the whole world had lit up in some wondrous way and go flying toward her screaming, Mommy! and leaping into her arms in total unmitigated joy. And she was describing to me just the feeling of that, you know, that it's just just the showing up as Mommy. (laughs) You know, that the the joy of that. And she said, you know, it kind of spoils you for every other kind of love because no one else quite celebrates you in that way. (laughs) But there's something very beautiful about just the simplicity of it. And perhaps, I mean, we, we are mostly restrained from doing that with the people we love. <laughs> As we grow up, we don't tend to scream and yell and leap into their arms. But, but there probably are people with whom you feel this, this leap of your heart, right? And this, this incredible well-being whereby you realize in their company... You can be at ease. You can be yourself. And why is that? Because most likely they're sitting very comfortably in the center of their being. You know, I know many of you have heard this, but it's a good moment to tell it for those who haven't. Having interviewed the Dalai Lama a few times, sometimes people will say, well, were you nervous interviewing the Dalai Lama? And it's... it's it's hilarious as a question. I mean, one doesn't just laugh in someone's face when they ask it, but, but, but you're the least nervous around the Dalai Lama. You're the absolute least nervous. It's like being with your best friend or your grandmother. Or All of the great, the greatest people just put you at ease. Because they're seeing, they're seeing you in your truest sense, and they're celebrating you as that. They're looking at Buddha nature, and it's calling it forth. When, you f- when you're with someone and you're feeling nervous... Of course, it can be your own projection, but sometimes it's because you're in a game of presentation. The person is very much invested in their own somebodiness, and then they're, they're assessing where you stand in relation to them. Are you higher or lower? 
And so you, of course, feel uncomfortable. Whereas when you're with someone who sees you clearly, there is no higher or lower. They know that. And they're not interested in questions of status. They're interested in, you know, do you love well? Are you in touch with your sorrow? Are you comfortable with yourself in your empty moments? That's what they're interested in. (coughs) That's what they're rooting for, for you. This has been In the Deep with Catherine Ingram. If you'd like to find out more about my work or make a tax-deductible donation in support of these podcasts, please visit katherineingram.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at Kath Ingram, C-A-T-H-I-N-G-R-A-M, for notice of additional podcasts and other musings. Till next time.